Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Backbone Bite Size series. Now, last week we launched a bit of a trailer, really. It was an introduction to what we're going to speak about over the next number of weeks. There was no real topic discussed as such. But this week we're going to dive straight in. We're going to look at health and fitness. And obviously the situation we find ourselves in right now in a pandemic, thankfully, looks like it's coming towards the end. But we've got a long road still ahead of us, I believe. But that may have maybe demotivated some people in terms of their uh, lifestyle and, and health and fitness regime. So I want Gareth to pick up. Uh, some of the things that he might be doing with his clients uh, or he might even speak about in terms of health and fitness. So, Garth, I'll hand it straight over to you. Uh, how should people approach it right now then with, with health and fitness and why do you think they struggle with it? Well, first and foremost, I think it's I think it's an extremely important thing to, to, to still be doing during lockdown, to still be maintaining. Now, obviously with the restrictions, we are restricted in what we can do, but you have to be clear about what you physically can do. There's no point in, in saying to yourself, look, I'm going to be, because I know that I need to look after my health and fitness, I'm going to be running 20K per week and you physically don't have the time. So you haven't created an ideal or realistic vision. So first and foremost, I think the best thing for anyone to do is create a, a realistic vision of what you can do. So maybe you can run maybe once a week, maybe you can do some home activities, maybe you can do some yoga, but be really clear about what you actually can do because that's one of the big things. That's where a lot of people slip up is they're not fully clear on what is realistic. And then they go to do the thing that's in their mind that they're gonna do. And then they realize that they can't do it and then they don't do anything at all. And then over the next few days, they don't know what to do afterwards because they had this idea that, oh, I was going to do this thing and now they can't do it. And so they don't do anything. And like we said, it's extremely important that we that we still do something. Do you think those apps that like Strava and the fitness app that I have on my phone via Google, do you think sort of they could help to motivate somebody or at least allow them to sort of track progress a little bit? Yes, and no, and I'm going to explain no as well because I think it's really important. So yes, because there's a little bit of accountability with regards to apps. And if you can get the, the, the notifications in, it's going to say to you, hey, you have to do your workout now. The reason why I say no, and this is something that I've been looking into really recently with regards to being a performance coach, is um, energy. And I think we've talked about this before, Guy, um, the fuel tank and having a fuel tank, right? And so, um, and we talk about this again when we're doing the intellectual life, but it takes energy to have a thought. And it takes energy to think about your friends. It takes energy to think about whatever it is. And if you've got your phone and you're tracking something and then you get a notification and then you go and do that and you look at that notification and then you look at where that's going and then you read that email. First of all, you become distracted as to the task at hand. So you start to multitask. But then you've actually less energy when you get back to the task at hand because you've allowed that energy to go somewhere else. So yes, if you can single task while doing that thing, then of course do it. But just be careful that it could be a big detractor and a big distractor. Yeah, it's not always not always the thing that's going to keep you positive. What I find with some of the stuff that I see on Strava, I, I like walking. I went in a 20K walk on Sunday around the triangle. It took me like, I think, three hours and 50 minutes or something like that with, with a friend. But when I got back and I put it on Strava, there was something inside me that kept saying, check Strava to see if anybody's liked it or 
look for what everybody else has done and have I have I walked further than such and such did last week like I was comparing myself to other people before I even knew what the other people had put up and I noticed that I was doing it during the day this this is a big thing um a really important thing with regard to health and fitness you also need to know why you're doing it you know your purpose and I'll talk about purpose every week uh over these bite-sized episodes your purpose is, is huge and if you're doing your let's say we'll take you for example if you're doing your your, your 20k walk simply because of how you believe other people are judging you or, or yeah judging you or looking at you eventually when the going gets tough and it's raining outside or something like that you won't do that walk because your purpose wasn't the right purpose in order to get up and go and take action. It's like when someone writes up their, their plan and I get my clients to do this, you know, put your health in, create your vision of what you want your health and fitness to look like and then put together a strategy in order to get there. And then they, they write down, you know, 5K run every morning. And then one morning they wake up and they're a bit tired and it's raining outside and they don't do it. And then they come back to me and say, hey, look, it was all well and good, but then suddenly I wasn't, I wasn't following the, the strategy or the system that we put in place. And then I said, well, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to run 5K every morning? Because I want to look better. And that's the majority of the drive of most people with regards to health and fitness. That isn't strong enough to get you out the door when it is raining. Whereas if your purpose is, because I want to be in the best physical condition I can to live the healthiest life I can, to be able to share it for as long as I can with the people that I love. That's a strong enough purpose to get you at that door in the morning. So when we're talking about what good health and fitness looks like, I'm not a personal trainer, so I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I can advise you how to be really efficient with it and how to get the most out of yourself when the going gets tough. Purpose is a big part of that. Would you say then that that's the case behind uh, diets? Would you say that, not having the right purpose is the reason why a lot of diets fail. Yeah, huge reason why a lot of diets fail. So let's look at diets first and foremost, and let's look at how most people try to maintain or change eating strategies or eating habits. They go to, they look at the results, they dislike the result, and what they try to do is they try to change the action that led to that result. Don't like the way I'm eating, going to change my food. Eventually, you'll go back to the same eating habit because it's not your action that's causing your result. It's your thoughts that are causing your results. So and people go, well, what do you mean it's my thoughts that are causing my results? So let's take it from the end to the beginning instead of going from the beginning to the end. Your result is caused by your action. Any action you do is caused by a feeling. Feeling is what drives actions. But any feeling you have is caused by your thoughts. All your feelings are created by your own thoughts. The results you have with regards to diet isn't to do with how you're eating. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Food is important with regards to diet. But the reason why your diet's feeling isn't because of what you're eating. It's because of what you're thinking. And that's a really important way to look at it. And a really important, like, if you look at slimming world, Slimming world, yes, people do lose weight, but more than the majority of people who lose weight put it back on again because they've been trying to change the action of how they eat and not the emotional feelings caused in the eating, which are caused by how they think. I work with a lot of people who are looking to lose weight, and that in itself as well is important 
Tell me this, Gary, can you associate the word loss with anything positive? You, you, could, you could essentially say fat loss is, but, is the main connection. But loss in general, is there another thing that you lose that's positive? You Good lose question. Friends, you lose your marbles, you lose uh, trust, you lose time, you lose whatever. Your mind associates all loss as a negative thing. So when you're talking about weight loss or fat loss or things like that, your mind's going, oh, we're losing something. Let's gain it back again. So that's really important as well for anyone who's looking to lose weight is to understand the vocabulary that they're using around it. But then again, like we were saying, your purpose, why do you want to lose weight? So that I think that's a, a quick get together and a quick run through of health and fitness. Um, but we will leave it there for yeah, this week. Quite Next, a yeah, quite a important one. Um, but next week, we will talk about a intellectual health, which will be released next Wednesday as well. Not intellectual health, but intellectual um, in terms of how life. we look at it, life. Yeah, I can get the words out there. Look at look at intellectual life next week's episode. So thank you once again. And uh, if anyone wants to catch any more information on Garth and the Backbone program, you can do that through his website. That's garth-fox.com forward slash backbone. Uh, or you can get him through Instagram and Facebook.